is John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me is my great friend and fellow Marine, Iraq combat vet, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Joe? Great, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Just doing well. Yeah. So why don't you go let them know about uh, Heroes Media Group, John? Yeah. Hero Media Group placed us on their platform so we can reach a bigger, broader audience. So those who are listening from Heroes Media Group, we thank you for your support in Ubaldi Reports. And let's not forget, where can they see Ubaldi Report? Yeah, you can go to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you go to Facebook, type in Ubaldi Reports. You can check out Ubaldi Reports group on Facebook and any of the streaming platforms like Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts, you can find our podcast. Yeah, that's how they can find a podcast. You can go to UbaldiReports.com and get to the website itself. Okay. And then how's your week been so far? It's been busy. I've been working a lot. I'll be putting in about over 55 hours at Chick-fil-A. So it keeps so me busy. Then I come home, get ready to, to move. And then I'm still researching and doing the podcast and putting the articles together. So I stay quite busy. Anything interesting the weekend or did you just take a rest? No, I worked over the weekend and then I packed some on Sunday and stuff. So the weekend is really, it's kind of a rest day, but it's kind of not. I don't have to get up as early as I do during the week. So mm-hmm. I get up at six in the morning. So keeps me busy. But it was kind of interesting over the weekend. There was a good article that I came across and yeah. it was on Saturday. It was written by military historian at the Hoover Institute. And I referenced him many times on this uh, podcast and his name is Victor David Hansen. And he wrote a, um, an article called the secret that the Biden Obama and Hillary won't say aloud about today's democratic party. Now, do you think by him writing that article, was he just saying how maybe the, how either the game has changed or does it mean trouble for the Democratic Party because of the way things are evolving with that? It, it does maintain problems for the Democratic Party because the vast majority of the voters are in the middle class. Now, what yeah. he was saying in his ar- article when he said the secret that Biden, Obama, Hillary won't say aloud about today's Democratic Party. When I was a kid, the Republican Party were usually the country club individuals on the putting green, corporate America, the big CEOs. What they're finding out now is the Democratic Party is the party of the wealthy. So if you're making over $500,000 a year, you're going to be a Democrat. They give to Democratic causes. If you make less than 100000 you are going to be a Republican. And dialing that down even more, if you're a college-educated individual, you typically are going to lean to the Democrat. If you have a non-college degree, meaning if you're in construction, manufacturing, if you work with your hands, you typically are going to be Republican. And what he found out in the recent presidential primaries in the general election of 2020, 17 of the 20 wealthiest zip codes gave more money to Democratic candidates than to Republicans. So what we're seeing is a realignment of the parties. Yeah. Wasn't there a a realignment a few, maybe a decade or so back, where it was like the Democratic Party and the Republican Party almost did a switch as well? So is it just maybe something that usually happens? It's time to switch 
sides to play the other side of the field just to see, just to give everybody an equal advantage. No, you have seen realignments. 1932 was another realignment of the political parties where, for example, African-Americans typically voted Republican for, they won't admit it now, but for many decades because of Abraham Lincoln. And then the argument that they made were the debt Republicans took them for granted and they wanted jobs. They wanted a better education. They wanted better opportunities. So they broke for the Democrats and then they really broke in um, 1936. Then in 1980, there was another um, wave election where Ronald Reagan came in and they called them the Reagan Democrats. These are blue collar workers, union workers who vote typically voted Democratic But this election in 1980, they voted for the Republican Ronald Reagan. But another aspect that Hansen makes in his article, and he said it many times in podcasts and interviews over the last couple of years since the uh, 2016 election, is the Democratic Party elite. And what he's talking about, like Obama, Clinton, you've got the wealthy like Bill Gates, Jay-Z, Oprah Winfrey. These are multimillionaires. And some of the billionaires like uh, Mike, what do you call it? Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg. They talk about things that they're passionate about, but they don't have to adhere to their own ideology or their own ramifications of their policy. And what I mean by that, they believe in public schools, but their children go to private schools. Yeah. They believe in climate change. But they live in these multi-million dollar mansions, fly on their private jets. And what he was saying is these elites lecture the American people how you should live your life, but they do something different. Like the pandemic, you go to Gavin Newsom out of California, the governor, he lectures the uh, Californians, this is how you live your life. But then he goes to this very swanky um, restaurant in Napa. His children go to a private school. Then he exempted his own winery from any kind of COVID restrictions till he got caught. So they live this lifestyle, but they dictate to others how you should live, but I don't have to live like that. Oh, there's probably going to be a shift where Republicans are but I think didn't like the didn't Trump start the whole blue collar Republican side because he seemed to be like more of a, in a sense, more of a down to earth kind of person. But I think he just fell into that with him being just not a politician. Well, here's an example beyond the rhetoric of Donald Trump and other, all the persona of Donald Trump. Donald Trump reminds me, and I know some people are going to get give me heat for this. He reminds me of Franklin Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt was wealthy, born into wealth his whole life. He doesn't know what it was like to be poor, but he resonated with the middle class and the poor. He felt what they were going through. Donald Trump is a billionaire. He Mm -hmm. didn't know what it's like to be poor, how to make go paycheck to paycheck. But if you read his book, The Art of the Deal, there was one billionaire who was watching. Trump likes to go talk to the mechanics. Like when he's obviously he was a builder. He would go talk to the construction worker, the cement mixer operator, the welder, the carpenter. 
he loves those people. He doesn't really have much in common with this elite country club lifestyle. And that's where people really can't understand why he's been so successful because he likes these people. Where the Democratic Party, as Hansen was alluded to, they think they speak down to the middle class. Like an example, if you remember in the 2008 election, then candidate Barack Obama called those middle class people in the Midwest, they just cling to their guns and religion. You got Hillary Clinton calling them the deplorables. Joe Biden is calling them the irredeemables, the dredge of society. Anybody that's that middle class who has who goes to church, who does these certain things, they just don't like them. Mm-hmm. And they just have disdain. And the part that he was mentioning, you have these billionaires and multimillionaires lecturing everybody, but then they go back to their massive mansions in relatively safety. Like they talk about defund the police. Then you got Congresswoman Cori Bush once had found out from her campaign disclosure form that she hired private security to tune of $70,000. So you see this. And it's not lost on the public. So uh, just recently, Jeff Bezos went to outer space and spent quite a bit of money doing that, especially because I think Blue Origin is his like his project and stuff like that. And he went into outer space. He is either the first or the second. He was the second. Elon, I think, um, I think Elon Musk. No, I'm talking about richest man in the. Oh, yeah. He's the wealthiest man. Uh, Yeah. It usually goes back between him and Elon Musk. But. As soon as he you know, came down and he did his little speech and stuff like that, the Democrats were like riling against him about all the money he wasted or where all the money could have gone. And it was odd that the Democrats would go say that about Jeff Bezos, considering that I think more than likely he is a liberal that he would fall along the Democratic lines. He has a Washington Post that which riled against Trump. So... Maybe you shouldn't like talk bad about that guy. You know, you look the other way kind of thing like that. But see, Joe, the problem with um, the Democrats have with Jeff Bezos, they like him when he gives them money, but they tolerate him. He's a businessman. He's an owner. He owns something. He didn't grow up in government. That's the problem. They think that the money that he spends should be redistributed. They don't like the billionaire class. They believe if you're in business that you must have exploited somebody to get ahead. Because remember, it started with Elizabeth Warren, the, um, the senator from Massachusetts, who said you didn't start that government did. And Barack Obama picked up on it. You didn't start your business. Government helped you. These individuals spent their whole life. Take Joe Biden. He spent his whole life. In government, he was a senator when he was elected in 1972 and inaugurated in January 73. I was in third grade. I'm 56 right now. So he spent his whole career in government. So they want to take that money and distribute it out. They don't want billionaires. Is it possible we can find out, I don't know, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden, all the other politicians, Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, see what their net worth is? Hey, why don't you redistribute your wealth? That's the point that Hansen was making. 
you got Nancy Pelosi, who has is a multimillionaire, has their you know winery, these massive homes. If you remember early in the pandemic, she had a news crew go to her house and she showcased this is how I'm hunkering down. And they're showing her $20,000 refrigerator with her high end $13 a pint ice cream. And some of the ice cream gets shipped in from Texas. Then you have Diane Feinstein, who lives in a mansion up on in San Francisco. You have all these politicians making all this money. But they're, the policies they enact do a detriment to the middle class voters. Like take California, for instance. They're big on green technology. They're bring on climate change. But they have the highest heating, cooling, and gasoline and housing costs. They have the highest welfare recipients. One in three welfare recipients reside in California. They have the highest homelessness in California. Mm -hmm. These individuals live behind gated mansions, walls. They're all against walls on the southern border, but they have walls on their border. So this plays into it's one rule for them and another rule for you. They pass all these laws for you, but they exempt themselves from these things. Have you been following the Hunter Biden thing about him? I didn't know he was an artist, but that goes back into the, I can't think of his name right offhand, but the ethics chief under Barack Obama is appalled that we don't know who these unnamed donors to Hunter Biden are. Well, what it seems like to me would be that the Hunter would know who the name donor would be. The gallery would know, but they're making it so nobody else will know. Here's a question. And this goes back to, it wasn't in the article, but this goes back to this. How would this been covered if switch out the name instead of Hunter Biden, put in Jared Kushner or Don Jr.? Let's well, just use let, Don no, let's, Jr. Hold on. Let's go even go to Donald Trump. Remember when he had the Trump Tower or, or he had his Trump hotels and they said that, if the emoluments clause the where emoluments clause foreign dignitaries could go to his hotel and that could influence him to do things for them. They try to get down on that right from the get like yeah, right as soon as he hit an office. But the, the reason I go back to the Don Jr. Flip Hunter Biden put in the name of Don Jr. What how would the media have covered this as they covered Hunter Biden? That's a nothing story. But let's look at this. Don Jr., hypothetically, would have had been kicked out of the Navy in his 40s for cocaine use. Mm -hmm. He fathers three children out of wedlock, doesn't take care of them, has questionable dealings with Ukraine, Mexico, and China. He files a federal firearm background check, lies on it, which is a felony, just casually discharges, you know, gets rid of his firearm in the trash. And then he has an art deal with anonymous donors that we don't know. And then emails have surfaced when Joe Biden said and flip out Donald Trump. I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. Now we're finding out he did. Now, anybody could say that's allegations. Hunter Biden's business associate was interviewed by the FBI. So either... He's telling the truth or he's lying. If he's lying, then he lied to the FBI. That's a crime. Yeah. 
but the media is not covering it. And that's goes back to the crux of what Victor David Hansen was talking about. If you look at how the middle class are treated, you've got the media, the academic, the, the lawyer profession, all making money in this global economy, the financial institutions making money in this global economy. But the ones that suffer are the middle class, the ones who are the manufacturers, the construction workers, and the like. So when Joe Biden first gets elected, whose jobs were eliminated first? It wasn't the academics, it wasn't the media, and it wasn't the financial institution. It was the workers who work on the Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah. But then Joe Biden tells Russia, you guys can pump more oil. He tells OPEC, you can pump more oil. You can build, finish building your pipeline, Nord Stream 2, from Russia to Germany. But yet you can't do that in America. So it's all right for you to create jobs in your country. But my workers, we're going to go to those green jobs that have yet to be materialized. You know, I, I've said this numerous amount of times. And like I said, I know that Joe Biden is our president, but it doesn't feel like he is being president. We talked about that before. Look at how he does his press conferences or when he talks to he has to bring out notes and then he fumbles. Oh, this is what they told me to say. This is who they've told me to call on. Who's they? Who is handling your, your strings like a puppet? Can you imagine if that was Donald Trump? Oh, they told me to call on. They would have been all over him on that. Yeah. And it's, it just seems like they're not covering these things. And it's really shipped the realignment of our political system. What is, is nothing going to get done because the media doesn't say it? Or is there uh, other things going or is just it not going to be a big deal because the media is well, not doing anything about it? Because what oh, honestly, the media not saying something about what Hunter Biden's doing or the Department of Justice needs to get in there. And then if they do something or they see something or find something, then it's just to them. Whether the news reports it or not, still doesn't take away the fact that it's still going on, right? Well, or is it? The, but um, or look, hold on, is it the news though that's saying, oh, if they were like, oh, Hunter Biden's doing this, and why isn't anybody doing something about it? Is that when something would happen? Well, look at the example we just found out last week. I think it was the, the federal attorney's office in New York City or doing an investigation on Hunter Biden. They stopped the investigation because they didn't want to influence the election. Flip the switch. Had that been Don Jr., do you really think the federal attorney's office in New York would have stopped the investigation? No. No. But there's a lot of stories that are not being covered. Like, example, look what's going on on our southern border. Has that been covered? Nope. Uh, And actually... We can actually dovetail this one, too. But the other one, look what's going on in the last week with going down in Cuba. Yeah, has the media covered that one. Uh, that's now, disappeared over a couple of days. They've been relatively silent. Look how the media interacts with Joe Biden. Some of the statements he's made, like he was on a town hall with Don Lemon, which was a badly played town hall. And. He was speaking against that. We've never said defund the police. Minneapolis right now put on their into their election on November the 2nd to 
dismantle the police. Joe Biden said we need to move money away from law enforcement to other community-based programs. That's a defund the police movement. Yeah. But did Don Lemon pressure him on that and said, Mr. President, you said this, and they never did. Well, the president was almost inco, or uh, you couldn't understand what he was saying. He almost asked, like, he almost, in a statement, almost asked three questions back to back, and it just seems that he's losing it. If the previous administration, President Trump did that, they would be like, they would want to be questioning his cognitive ability. Remember, every Republican president dating back to Ronald Reagan the media, Democrats were talking about their cognitive ability. John McCain was ridiculed. Oh, he's too old. He's got cognitive decline. His POW thing. Then you have Donald Trump. He eventually took a cognitive test and came out with flying colors. Do we, does the media ever ask Joe Biden, have you taken a cognitive test? When are you going to take it? So we really don't know. What his cognitive abilities is. You're going back into talking about the border and stuff like that. And, you know, they recently there has been an uptick in COVID cases. Correct. And but there's also more people coming through the border than hopping on buses, going to different towns to put them to disperse them. But yet they're not getting tested before even coming into our country, they're saying that, oh, hey, because you're not wearing your mask, that's why it's it's getting out of control again, which is say anything about, hey, we're letting thousands of illegal immigrants that we don't know if they have anything. We're just going to send them off and see you later. Yeah. And that's a good point because the media hasn't challenged Joe Biden because you're want everybody you're talking about where everybody wear the mask, even if you've been vaccinated. You're worried about the coronavirus, the Delta variant, but yet you're allowing so far well over a million illegals have been apprehended or stopped at the border and they're allowed into the country. And how many have not been captured? Yeah. And then you've got the duplicity of the Biden administration where the Homeland Security Director Mayorka said to the Cubans and Haitians, if you come here, we'll send in you back. So why are they being told to stay away, but you allow well over a million people to stream across our border? But I think you put it in perspective, and that's caught fire on social media. Cubans are know what it's like to be in a socialist country. They know that America, the liberal side or the Democratic side, want to turn this into a socialist country. And they would probably more, they would be more conservative. But I don't understand. Florida has been a red state for a while. I think the last time it was blue was for Obama, right? Yeah, it voted for Obama. It's a swing state, even though um, Trump carried it in 2016 and 2020. Yeah, but if you have the Cuban refugees all come from Cuba to Florida, you're just going to turn it into a red state. And they don't want that. This is the the problem that the Democrats are having a lot more as much as they claim everything is racist, more Trump captured more African-American and Hispanic votes than any Republican in decades. So now I work with a couple of Cubans and one of them is only been in this country five years. And he says, I don't get you Americans. 
I can't stand what happened in Cuba. Why would I want to embrace socialism? It failed in my country. Mm-hmm. And they're very angry at Joe Biden. Like when this past week, he mentioned that communism has failed, socialism has failed. But he had to read from note card. Where was the passion that like he, he could emulate John F. Kennedy, who spoke in Berlin, saying we are all Berliners? Or what I remember when Ronald Reagan spoke out, out right next to the Berlin Wall, telling Mikhail Gorbachev, if you want peace, tear down this wall. And it just Joe Biden hasn't even gone to Florida. Yeah. No, he's been to Florida, but under different circumstances. But since this crisis broke out in Cuba, he put sanctions on individuals. But he didn't put sanctions on Cuba directly. And he was part of the Obama Biden White House that liberalized, got rid of the sanctions in Cuba for reciprocal agreement that Cuba would re, uh, would open up. They became more authoritative, and it wasn't until Trump reimposed the sanctions back on them. Cuba's heavily involved in Venezuela, but to the Obama Biden White House, that was okay. And then we can mention this, and we don't know what's going to go after it, but thirty. 30- people dead in Chicago from gunshot or from from and you're talking about a city that no guns are supposed to be in there. That's the point that it wasn't mentioned in Victor David Hansen's article on this one, but he's talked about it before. Let's look at Chicago, a city that's been run by the Democrats since 1931, 90 years and take like the Milwaukee Bucks. They just won the NBA championship. That city hasn't seen a Republican mayor since 1906. So you're talking well over almost like 120 years of one party solid rule. Has anybody, Mayor Lightfoot, since you guys control the the city for 90 years, why why is your city broke? Why is the educational opportunities for a lot of these children who are children of color despicable why do you allow criminals to roam the streets like st louis here's an example the the da she had one of her prosecutors failed to show up for a person who was um, charged for murder they had to let him go wait they let a murderer go because the prosecutor did not show up look what's going on in los angeles did the rest of the media show these shoplifters grabbed a Bat, I mean, suitcase full of items and just casually walk out the door. Yeah, that actually happened in Tampa I think yesterday as well. Yeah, but it was more like a, a, a mob kind of. They all came in at once and took it. It's a little bit different. We don't abide by those rules down here. But since there's only two or three people and there was like maybe a mob of 10 to 15, you know, they had they were overwhelmed and you know, outmatched. So they're like, all right, just take whatever you want kind of thing. So we are going to be still working on our Patreon and get our live stream up once John is stable, not stable, but situated moving wise again. And how else can they get a hold of it? They can go to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can check us out, like I said earlier, at the top of the, the hour or the top of the show. You can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
type in Ubaldi Reports, or you can go to Facebook and type in Ubaldi Reports Group, and you can check us out. All right. With that, let's go ahead, and we will talk to you later. Keep on listening to Ubaldi Reports.